We are telling on ourselves to better ourselves. We do not represent or are we affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous. We're simply here to share our experience, strength, and hope to get us through another day. And through that, hopefully, we might be able to help someone else. Hey, everybody. This is Lynn. I'm an alcoholic, and welcome to... I forgot the name. Telling on ourselves. <laughs> telling, 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 telling on ourselves. So we're going to be telling on ourselves today. Uh, we always like to start the program with a first thought wrong, and Bree won the golden ticket for this today. So she's going to give us her first thought wrong. Mine is kind of like stereotypical, like your first thought was wrong because it has to do with stealing kind of. Yeah, and money. Well, stereotypical. Kind of like, well... Stereotypical of alcoholics or stereotypical of... Human nature? Liars or everyone. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Being a liar, a cheat, and a thief. That is our go-to, huh? Um, Yeah, and always, how like, you know, wanting to make money in whatever capacity possible, whether it's honest or not. Um... So my first thought wrong was I was walking out of a meeting. (laughs) Yes, I was walking out of a meeting um, after just getting filled up. We were all talking about higher powers and how our higher powers manifest in our life. And I saw a $5 bill laying on the ground. And my first thought was, ooh, $5 for me. Yay. (laughs) And um, I immediately picked up the $5. I stood up and I said, oh no, somebody dropped $5. Like those were the words that came out of my mouth. My first thought was my $5. And everyone else who was standing around was uh, commended me for being so honest. They're like, wow, you know, good for you. You didn't just pick that money up and keep it. Like that was so great of you. And I, I confessed to them. I was like, yeah, well, my first thought, which you guys did not hear, was to keep that money. But you told you know, on yourself. In I did. The moment. Well, I told on myself in the moment, and then I told him about our little, like, you know, I went into a little story about how we have this first thought wrong segment, you know. So they thought that was kind of cute, you know. Well, like, we thank you for your initial dishonesty. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it's. Um, I could be five dollars richer right now, but instead I've decided I don't want to drink. So. Yeah, just like the water. Yeah. Circle back to the water. Um. Yeah, we were having a discussion earlier about how, first of all, we're becoming lazy and dumb because of our phones, you know, like, um, and we use our phones for everything. And here's my thing, like, I'm a big zombie apocalypse person, <laughs> so I wonder if, like, when we have a zombie apocalypse, our fucking phone, our phones aren't going to work. So what are we going to do? I don't know your phone number. Oh, good. That doesn't matter because we're not going to have phones. Well, if you had watched Zombieland, you'd know that you need to stay in shape because you can outrun everybody else. Okay. Rule number one. All right. Well, I'm, I need to get on top of that. Well, right. And instead of playing games on your phone, maybe you should be spending more time shooting firearms. <laughs> I'm like, practicing that. I'm, no, I'm practicing my throwing. angles. I play... I play um, no Man's Land, which is a which is a Walking Dead game. So I'm practicing my angles and looking in things, and it's really cool. And I think we should go downtown and do the axe throwing. I'm down. <laughs> you know, I was driving yesterday on, I don't know if that's McLean Boulevard or, or whatever road it is in Elgin, and there's that gun place, that shooting range. Gats guns. I want to go. I yeah, want to learn how to shoot. Yeah. 25. Yeah. I want to shoot. Yeah. I want to learn how to shoot. It's really fun. Like, Girls' Day? Yeah. 
I'm down. You know, like, okay, so, like, the girls in My Favorite Murder have shown me so much stuff about, like, protecting myself and doing all this stuff, and I don't think they're promoters of guns, but my daughter keeps saying, like, well, there's going to be a zombie apocalypse because there's deers that have this thing. There's, like, zombie deers now, and uh-huh. anyways, I don't know if I want a gun or not. I have very mixed feelings. Well, I'm learning um, Muay, Muay Thai. You know, the, the kicking <laughs> 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 From Mai Tais to Muay Thai. Muay Thai. So I can, I can, I can uh, deliver some deadly kicks. Well, good. Just saying. Good. Well, and then my whole theory is, and this is Brie, take me out now. I don't want to survive a zombie apocalypse anyways. Eat my brains. Just let it be done with. Like, I am... Wow. I, I'm not wow. even trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world. That sounds like a nightmare. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't even want to try. I will throw myself into the pile of zombies. So then you can let us all get... Free. Oh, I'll chase after you guys then. I'll become a zombie, right? And then I'll go kill us. She'll be that poor I'll woman. I'll be dragging herself on the ground with her legs. Zombie. So, hence to our subject, this is a great segue. Our subject today is overthinking, <laughs> which we clearly all do. We do. Us we never. Examples yeah. of. Never. <laughs> well, I do I, think about the zombie apocalypse. You do? Oh, I, God, yeah. I never think about it. I think about what happens when the sun's going to go out. Well, I'll start running then. <laughs> That's my thought is when the sun runs out of fire. No, what's going to happen? I think we'll be burned we'll be, first. Yeah. No, frozen. No, there's no, a last flash. I thought that we're going to be burned one day in the sun. If know. it goes out, there's a last flash, so we'll be incinerated. Really? Yeah. Have I told you all about my fourth grade story, speaking of incineration? So I grew up during the Cold War, a uh, height of it. So Me when too. I was like in fourth grade, early 80s. Russia was the big scary, you know, going to kill us at any second. So in one of my, like, history classes, um, a teacher, a fourth grade teacher, put a map up. And it had the the possible and likely targets of a nuclear attack. So I grew up 20 minutes from Fort Knox in Kentucky. We were one of the first places that would be attacked. And they said, so don't worry, you'll be incinerated immediately. We won't have to worry about radiation sickness. (laughs) Tell a fourth grader that. No wonder why we're all so messed up. up. Right. Oh my god. Well, and I had heard the thing about the sun in sixth grade, and my teacher said we wouldn't know for eight minutes because that's how long it takes the light to get from the sun to the earth, and then we'd freeze. And I was like, okay, or the world would implode on itself, like freeze and implode on itself. Or something. Oh like, my god. Sixth grade guys. Sixth grade. Like I'm gonna start drinking. <laughs> you know, I I, I have had that thought. Like, oh, if it's like if it's gonna if I'm going to die, would I drink? Like, if I knew that I was going to die, would I drink? And I don't know, because if I didn't die, I don't ever want to have a hangover again. So probably not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hangovers are worse than death now. (laughs) Yeah. I hated them. They were the shit in a bad way. Yeah. In a shitty shit, shit, shit way. Well, yep. so on Instagram, I follow lots of different, like, accounts, and there's, like, a couple of, like, sober, funny, like, meme accounts I follow, but then there's also just, like, some funny meme accounts that have nothing <laughs> to, related to sobriety, so, like, some of the memes will be about, like, drinking and, like, you know, that feeling you get, like, when you wake up in the morning and you're, like, crawling to the bathroom and chugging, like, a, a 
you know, gallon of water and feeling like Pedialyte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then the very, I, I scroll one more down and it's like a sober meme, you know, it's, uh, but that's it was I'm funny because I had like this, this like immediate recollection of the moment the other night in a meeting, one of the ladies said something about gagging and throwing up when brushing your teeth in the morning. Yes. And it was like, it took me instantly back to that. I'm like, I never, ever want to go through that again. Cause I remember that was every morning. It's like, ugh. Can I can I get through this without throwing up? I know, and, to brush and it's my teeth. so hard when I get sick now. Like, and you know, when you're really sick yeah. and you're not hungover, you should throw up because then you feel better. Mm-hmm. But you know, when I was drinking, I would never feel better after I threw up. I always just continued yeah. to throw up. It just threw up <laughs> um, because it got that bad. And um, I don't know, man. Like, I can't handle the thought of being hungover ever again like that really does deter me from drinking I swear to god yeah thinking about being out of control and maybe making a decision to drive my car again (laughs) is my big like yeah um I think mine is that that um mire that I would immediately be in of knowing that to get through the day I was gonna have to drink and then to wake up the next morning and to know the only way I was gonna get through that day was to drink so the insanity uh-huh. of the... That, that terrifies me. Well, and I have a lot bigger ones than the hangover one, so that's not my one, but yeah. that is one of them because I am a Olympic overthinker, you know? <laughs> like, I have buckets of reasons, you know? I mean, really, I am. And um, what I think about overthinking is, that is cool about being in this program and learning different skills from wise others in in the groups um, is that I have like I have ways of getting out of it so I guess what I'm trying to segue into is like overthinking and now that we're sober how do we how do we um, manage that so we don't need to drink because my overthinking would be like shut the fuck up Vicky just stop talking in your head you're crazy you know like smoke a joint or get a one hitter or drink a six pack of blue moon already you know I mean to make it shut up yeah well and that's why I smoked so much pot Mm because when I was in high school and I was going through all this social anxiety with friends and then I smoked, and I was like, literally, it was like, there was like no, the lights were on, but no one was home. Yeah, it was just, and I, yeah. I did not care about anything. And that was, yeah, you're right, it was such a relief. It stopped the overthinking. Mm-hmm. Because I was obsessed, you know, like, I, like, and that's Obsessed the, with what other people were thinking about me. Yeah. Obsessed about, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I can still go there. And that's why, like, it's so important to work the steps and, like, Step seven, step seven, step seven for me mm-hmm. is one that helps me with overthinking, right? Like, mm-hmm. God, please take away these defects of character because I know overthinking, though everybody does it, I do think that me, my alcoholism makes me overthink to an extreme, just like I overdrink to an extreme, you know? Like, I can take it from point A, like, okay, so what if we don't do this? Um, like, what if I don't pay my bills? Well, next thing you know, I'm going to be bankrupt in a week. And, you know, I mean, I go to, you remember that Billy Joel song? You probably don't, but I'm sure you do. Darling, I don't know why I go to extremes. It was popular when I was in high school Mm -hmm. or Mm college-ish. And 
I used to that that song. I related to it so Spoke much, and I don't know if Billy Joel was an alcoholic or not. I feel yes, like he, he crashed on a bike, but yeah, he's, um, he's an alcoholic. Is he recovering? Yep. Awesome. For so, but that song like made me like I was just like yeah. And every time I hear someone say that, like go to like where I think of that song, I'm like thank God I don't have to do that every single day anymore because of this freaking program. Mm-hmm. Rant, Orama. No, Rant like, so step two, right? I, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could return us to sanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that power is not drugs or alcohol anymore. It's each other. So when you were talking about prayer, the seven-step prayer, yeah. you know, remove me of these defects of character that stand in my way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Yep. And when you had mentioned when we were first kind of thinking about this topic, the set-aside prayer. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I use it. Do you have, like, can you rattle off a line or two of it right what, now? What, the mantra that I say to myself, which is my um, um, shortened version, is please let me set aside everything that I think I know about everything so that I will be open to new experiences. And I say that constantly. Please let me set aside everything I think I know so that I can be open. And mine is just the acceptance prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get into overthinking, like, this is why I can't stay at my job, and this is why I'm never going to go anywhere. And, the, like, that's been a lot of my obsession lately is, like, job thoughts, acceptance. Like, nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm right where I am for a reason. Like, right chill out. Right. I'm so excited doing this podcast right now because what I'm realizing is I'm um, I'm not going as far down the rabbit hole as I usually do. So, like, I am still overthinking. Like, when you were talking about that job thing, I'm overthinking. Like, oh, my God, I'm doing this thing. Like, am I wrong? I'm, duh, 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 you know, like this crazy Vicky land that I get to. And um, I'm stopping myself, and I'm like, oh. God's going to figure this out. Yes. Oh, everything's mm-hmm. going to work out. I know that I'm not going to go hungry. I know that I'm going to somehow, there's going to be some path that like grows in front of me because that's what magically happens in this program. And I want to read the set-aside prayer if you guys are cool. Yeah. Okay. So, God, please help me set aside everything I think I know about myself, my disease, these steps, and especially you for an open mind and a new experience with myself my disease, these steps, and especially you, which um, I love that prayer because Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, though I have a higher power and everything like that, it's still confusing to me. And when I try to wrap my brain and intellectualize what God is to me, it's very, it gets very ugly. And if I think about it this way and just trust that, like, there is this thing guiding me and, and, and I don't need an answer of who or what it is. I just follow it. It's usually pretty good. That's funny you say that because earlier we were talking about a meeting Bree had just been to and talking about explaining your higher power. I immediately felt anxiety because I'm not, I don't, I can't always verbalize or even conceptualize what my higher power is. I just know that it's in me, it flows through me, and it guides me. I don't, I can't describe it. Mm -hmm. Well, and during that meeting, that's what a lot of women talked about. Yeah. And, but what happens with me, because, you know, we overthink. You overthink. <laughs> <laughs> is that, well, mine isn't as good. I should um, be more evolved. Exactly. I'm not as good. My higher power is not as good. Uh, all that stuff is like I'm, I'm measuring myself against what other people think, and I always come short. And I, I, that's one of my defects is constantly measuring myself for my worth, the worth that's inside of me that I know 
I can only validate that by my measurements against other people. Don't forget. You are in good company. Yeah, <laughs> right. My mom used to tell me every single day, comparison is the thief of joy. When you compare, you lose. Like, how many times I've heard that in my life, I could not even tell you. Oh, my God. I was just about to say that same thing. <laughs> that is, I, like, was butting in Before to say Before I was ever an alcoholic, my, mom would lit- my mouth would open with something that someone else had or a reason why I wasn't going to be good enough at something, and she would literally say, well, you know what? When you compare, you lose automatically. So, that's, and that's one of my big character defects, too, is yeah. overthinking, like, because, like to the... To the extreme we're not of, as good. I'm not good enough. Or yeah. worthy, or whatever. Which is just as self-will run riot, because we're obsessed with ourselves not being good enough, you know? It's yeah. Just... Well, and I think when you overthink, too, it stops you from taking action, because I'm just even thinking about, like, yes, there's overthinking in the program, like, when you overthink your fourth step, and then it takes you, like, two months instead of you just, like... <laughs> or eight months. Yeah, or eight months, you know? <laughs> or you don't do one, so you go back out and drink, mm-hmm. you know? You, you can overthink yourself in the program. But I even overthink stuff like going to the gym. Like, I will think of a thousand reasons why, you know... The workday ends, and uh, oh, I I forgot my gym shoes at home, and then I'm gonna have to let the dog out, and then I'm not gonna have this much time, and then I don't have the right headphones, and then I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do when I get to the gym. I don't really know how to work out, and I don't just want to go on the treadmill, you know, like self-sabotage. I, like literally, how do you overthink going to the freaking gym? <laughs> but instead of just taking the action and telling myself like whatever excuse I have, ignore it, just get to the gym and then decide, like, start overthinking <laughs> once you get to the gym again. You know, just like, but I... But walking through it, like, taking mm-hmm. action usually is one of the ways that I can get through overthinking, like, doing just one thing. I remember my, my sponsor, Pam, used to tell me, just go freaking clean out a drawer, Vicky, just one drawer. Because I would be like... She would tell me to do something, and I'd be like, but if I do that, then yes. then I'm going to end up with, like, my room is going to be destroyed because I'm going to start doing this, and then I'm going to start doing this, and then I, uh, and, and she would just be like, Vicki, not your whole dresser, just one drawer. One drawer. And you know what? It's like the one day at a time thing, and I have goosebumps. I'm such a geek. But, like, it is that. That is why, because I was in a first step meeting today, and we were talking about how, oh, my God, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like, Uh, you know, like I hated that feeling. I hated that thought. And when people kept reminding me one day at a time, one day at a time, one day, like I had to get that ingrained in me because, um, there's no way because I am an Olympic overthinker. I would just always think like, oh my God, when my daughter gets married, I'm not going to be able to have a glass of champagne for the toast. How embarrassing. Well, you know what's embarrassing? If I had that glass of champagne, what I would be doing. You know, and I think about that show Mom and, like, how hilarious the mom is. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to have that mom. Mm -hmm. Because I would be. Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. And it's funny how that used to really dominate my thoughts a lot about special events that I would be participating in and wouldn't be like everybody else by having a drink. And that used to really give me anxiety. And it is so not a thought now. Yeah, right. It doesn't even occur to me. It's like, you know, I'm like, what? I want water. And they don't need to ask anything else. <laughs> you know? I yeah. own that. And it's that that makes me happy to see that it, that one tiny little thing I have evolved in. Because there's so much that I need to work on. But when you said that, it's it shown on me. It's like, oh, I have evolved from that. Yeah. Huh. 
Huh. It's cool. That's why we go to meetings, because we can see how our experience can help others, and that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And I will backtrack for a moment, if you don't mind. Um, before we started today... How dare you! Because <laughs> we are... Forward linear. Only. We are so linear. We are and we so not, organized. We don't veer. We stay <laughs> straight line. <laughs> but before we started today, uh, we were doing our catch-up, and this is kind of how we try to organically come up with a topic, is just catching up on what's going on and Vicki was sharing with us a little bit of the stressors that she's got in her life and I was listening to her and kind of you know when you do this and you're listening to somebody else's stuff you can insert yourself into that and think about how you would probably react or not react or deal with it and I was thinking my god she has such grace right now because in that same situation I would I would probably be in a corner in a fetal position rocking and crying going what the fuck am I going to do yeah, and I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I don't have any... I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. there is something... Like, the spirit of this higher power has got me right now. And well, I'm so three. grateful. Because I am not freaking out as much as I would be normally. Yeah. Um, and I think I've said this before, and I just said an um again. Uh, the definition of grace is being bestowed um, a gift of serenity and divinity by your higher power for no reason. Yeah. And you, I mean, you truly have that grace right now. Today. Today, right now, this moment, you yep. do. Well, and that's awesome. Uh, it's also because and of you guys. I just to give you a shout out. Thank you. You're welcome. Goosebumps again, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nerd and I love it. I think... <laughs> when you said that one it actually brought me back to in college my one of my roommates and I would drive around and we'd scream out the window I love nerdy boys if we saw like a guy walking down the street we'd scream out I love nerdy boys to them and they'd be like what but only if they were nerdy looking you yeah know? like the nerdy ones oh you didn't do it to the the guys that think they're hot no the jocks oh, <laughs> no just the nerdy ones they would, yeah. I love them. Listen to me. I'm like, you should have made them feel like shit. <laughs> we think intelligence is hot. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> you should jock them. I like it. <laughs> Nerd up, man. Nerd up. Oh. Um, but yeah, okay, so I was thinking about overthinking and projecting and how much I did that in early sobriety. And it's kind of like any other AA muscle. You need to have, like, your sponsor and, like, people in the meetings to tell you, like, that is... Like, no matter what you think about the situation now, it could go a totally different way. So you just need to stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I used to go over situations with you all the time. Like, I'm going to this party or this wedding. And, you know, I would just, like, create scenarios in my mind, you know, all all these different things. I remember never, never, ever turn out like that even. Your past Christmas holiday party season. Yeah. You struggled. Yeah, I did. I was... Like projecting, it was, lots, it was what everyone good lessons was going to think me. about me because I wasn't drinking. Yeah, and for me, just listening to your journey through that, I gained so much from that. Well, and just being able to talk about it mm-hmm. on this platform, I hope that, like, well, this is just what I think feeding me so much in my recovery. Doing this, this exercise that we're doing here today, because it's like as I'm doing it, I'm thinking about like what I was like before, and if there were podcasts of people that kind of talked about this stuff, I, I would I would have listened. Oh, yeah. And hopefully I would have gotten the message a lot sooner, but... No, you didn't. got it when you needed to get it. Yep. 
Yeah. Just like Bree said. Well, can't yesterday, yesterday morning. Or I'm can't re project. Like, I'm projecting <laughs> back to, I'm unprojecting. I don't know, what is that? It's like it's reverse, going backwards. reverse osmosis. Oh, that's really weird. <laughs> Crazy. Yesterday morning, I met a gentleman at the meeting. And so when I first got sober, I, of course, when you meet youngins like Bree, it's like, God, I wish I'd gotten that when I was, you know, in my 20s, because what would my life be like? Well, this is my life. And I got to this point when I needed to get to this point. So I'm slowly, I still have those thoughts every now and then, but I'm slowly getting better about not beating myself up about, you know, get, getting sober sooner, being healthier sooner, be, wanting to be healthy sooner, because this is what is intended for me. So yesterday at the meeting, I met a gentleman who didn't get sober until he was 51, and he's had 41 years sobriety. Yes, he's 92. Oh my, that's amazing. He is awesome. That was at the Saturday meeting? Yesterday morning. Which, I'll, is it the Irish guy? No, I don't know if he's Irish. He doesn't have an accent. Okay. But he has cane. And everybody loves him. And he's part of the Wanderers group, so they do the home meetings. And you should see all the men that just, you know, they hold him up and they love him. And he's so amazing. So he came up to me after the, the meeting and he said, so where'd you live in Alaska? And I said, on oh, the Kenai Peninsula. He goes, where? I said, oh, it's a little town. He goes, where? And I said, Cooper Landing. He goes, oh yeah, I know it. And I'm like, what? His son has lived in Homer for 25 years. I'm like, so we started, we had this connection. So we started talking and the whole time he's holding my hand in like the very sweet, you know, grandfather way. And I wanted to put him in my pocket and take him home with me because I immediately fall in love with him. So another guy came up and he goes, oh yeah, like when we go to Soberfest, you can always find him because there'll be a group of women that gravitate towards him and stand around him. He was like the coolest. You're not talking about are you? I can't say names. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> At least one of us is remembering alias. At least one of us is remembering the rules. Yeah, that's what I was saying. These are newly established rules. Sweet gentleman. I'm like the Irish guy. Yeah, you know that he was just sweet. He had a cane. What? (laughs) Gray hair. You know. (laughs) Anyway, that was such a good reminder for me that I constantly need that. You know, who who knows how long I'm going to live? I might have 50 years. Right. So there. Yeah, you might be a hundred. Yeah, and I'm not gonna do heroin when I was nine when I'm ninety, like I used to say when I was younger. It's like I'm gonna wait till I'm ninety and then I'm trying heroin. See, what kind of weirdo does <laughs> that joke? Like who does that as, who has that as a thought process? Oh, and I own like, it. holy cow, I love you. God, that would be the way you go out too. Like, like yeah. you would you would try it and die. In my twenties. Like, nine year old body can handle freaking. Well, heroin. in my twenties, you know, when you're pushing boundaries and you're experimenting, and that was always my like I'm not in injecting anything won't do that I'll do anything else but I'm not injecting and then my side would be now when I'm 90 I'm doing it yeah <laughs> it's kind of like me wanting to throw myself in front of the zombies like when it gets so bad that I don't want to be here anymore I'm just gonna shoot up with heroin <laughs> oh my gosh Good one. The, the overthinking is real totally I mean it's a prison of our own minds really it's so uncomfortable to be in overthinking mode. Yeah. I'm never happy when I'm overthinking. No. I'm in fear. Mm-hmm. I'm in a tremendous amount of fear when I'm overthinking. And I don't trust God. I have fear, and I'm not trusting God at all. Yeah. I uh, find lately, again, um, control. And, you know, we all say we have control issues. Well, my control is very specific, and it usually centers around work stuff because that is one thing that I feel very comfortable with. I know I'm good at and it makes me happy. So when anything infringes upon that environment, it's not even me. It's like my environment. I am so protective 
territorial. It's, it's different than protective. I'm territorial. I have to control it, and I get nasty. I get nasty when people try to invade my space. Um, so it's a, it's a different environment because at work, I'm very fortunate. And the reason I love my job so much is because it's just me. And I don't have to manage anybody. I don't have to be supervised by anybody. I mean, I have a director and we, we have conversations and I know expectations. But I don't have that, you know, task by task, day by day management. And that's why I love my job so much. And I own that because I know that that's the environment I need to be in. Because one of the reasons I was always so miserable is that I had to manage people. And even though I can do it and I'm pretty good at it I don't like it gives me so much anxiety and turmoil so that's why I've gravitated towards the job that I have in other environments when I feel like that's my my personal space I don't I really guard it like tenaciously and I can be just when I say I can be nasty it's like I'm short I can I can sound kind of condescending or patronizing and make people feel bad for invading my space and that's so wrong well it's just a habit we all have them yeah we all have buttons, and that's a button. It's a big button. And when we know it, we can we can set boundaries before uh-huh. so that we don't have to be nasty and mean, and that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. And, and um, sometimes I like to be like, oh, well, I'm just not going to yell in the morning when we're getting ready for school. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to prepare, I'm going to make, so I'm yelling at night, Paxson, get your stuff ready in the mo- at night so we don't have to be rushing in the morning. I mean, it's like. They're not going to do it. It's just a part. It's just a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to be, in, in five years, I'm going to be like, oh, I miss yelling at my kids to leave and having all that energy in the morning with mm-hmm. each other and time. And Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's life. Say la vie. Say la vie. <laughs> I think we're winding down. Yeah, I think we're done. This was a little bit of a quickie. But so much was... Um, yeah. Yeah. Golden uh, nuggets. Golden nuggets. Anyone? Oh, I have one. Um, Prison of our minds. Bree, when you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Because what happens for me when I am overthinking is that I do become a prisoner in my own mind. And when I'm a prisoner, I'm locked in there and I don't know how to get out. And that's exactly what happens when I really get into that whirlpool swirling of overthinking something that I I find that I can't get out and I'm locked in. And I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm needing somebody else and outside force to get me out and then I'm like oh yeah that's that's when I'm supposed to be using my higher power right or picking up the phone <laughs> or, or calling somebody yeah. spinning. spinning spinning that's what I'm I'm a, I can spin like the ballerina I've told you guys this yeah. the ballerina with the tutu all messed up and makeup smeared Black and swan. my bun is like in a, in a mess not on purpose <laughs> <laughs> Cute messy bun. <laughs> but your life is really fucked up bun. <laughs> Shut the fuck out bun. <laughs> the overthinking bun. Yeah. Oh, Vicky, you look like you've been overthinking today. Get your bun. <laughs> your bun tells the story. <laughs> uh, we, we are all miracles. Good golden nugget for you or? Um, I mean, I think this whole thing has been a, a real um, gift. This conversation has been Same. a gift to me. Same. I yeah. can't pick one thing. Good topic for yeah. today. I, yeah, it was. I've been doing a lot of overthinking. We needed and it. And not turning it over. So mm-hmm. I've been feeling like a prisoner. Prisoner of <laughs> our free. And I, this is yesterday. Too. I really enjoyed yesterday morning's meeting. It was like first step. I'm like, uh, you know, because I wasn't prepared for having you to You did really well. That. Um, thank you. It was, it again, was pushing me out of my comfort zone, and it was a good thing. 
But this guy, uh, towards the end of his little share, he said, my life is really okay right now, but I'm not okay. It takes this every day, these meetings and new people and my higher power and work in the steps. And that was such a good reminder for me. It's yeah. Like, my life is okay now because of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm still not okay. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Till next time. Till next time. We here at Telling On Ourselves, thank you so much for listening. Please, if you like what you heard, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. We're on social media all over the place, at Telling On Ourselves. Can't wait to hear. Bye-bye.